Hi, this is Van of Between Two Trains. As we head into the holiday season, I want to thank you for listening to our show in 2018. We have heard from some great entrepreneurs, and we have an exciting lineup already beginning in 2019. Now, today's episode was done on location at the Mad Italian restaurant during lunch, so there is some background noise. But the interview was great as our guest Tom Brown got emotional telling his three-decade story. And if you like this or any of our other episodes, tell your friends and give us a like on our Facebook page. Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now... Between Two Trains. All right, welcome to another edition of Between Two Trains. I'm your host, Van Pappas, and today we get out of the studios, our beautiful studios at 3411 Coworking. We we come out of the studios, we go on the road. Uh, to my right, I have my co-host, Eric Moss. Eric, welcome back again. Hello. Another episode of Between Two Trains. And today we are at the beautiful new location of Mad Italian, right here on Savoy. Eric, i uh, You've been here before, right? It looks awesome. Uh, at least once a month, I'm getting the big daddy. Yeah. And uh, happy to be here. Well, I want to introduce our two um, guests today. We have the owner and entrepreneur, Tom Brown from Mad Italian, and the manager of Mad Italian, Shannon Mothershed. Welcome both of y'all to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So, Tom, let's let's start off with a little history. Mad Italian started in the 70s? 1973. 73. Yeah. And so, obviously, you were not that old in 1973. How were you? Were you involved at all that um, far back? Or when no, did you no, come I into started, the picture? I started the company in 1982. Okay. Um, uh, actually, at the Windy Hill store. Okay. Uh, as, a, as a cook. Um, cook and a busboy and worked my way through and... A few months later, I started managing, and then a few months after that, I was able to take on my first store and just work my way, work my so way that way. So you took over that first store. You were in a management role, or were yeah. you had some kind yeah, of ownership? 20, no, just management. I was 20, 21 years old, I guess, so to manage my first store. And then 1995, some things happened, and I was able to make an offer to the original owners, Bob Liberto and Lee Tyler, and take over operations of the company. And here we are a few years later. So that, that was, 90, you said, 95? 1995. Yeah. All right. So in 95, there was how many locations? 95, there were three locations. Okay. Four. Four. No, we opened up the Windward store and the East Piedmont store, which brought it around. So in 1995, there was the Peachtree store, Windy Hill store, and the Savoy Drive store. And um, 1997, after the Olympics opened up, we closed the Peachtree store, and that left us with two. And then the 19, or in 2006, several years later, we decided to try another spurt of growth, and we opened up two new stores, one in East Cobb, uh, East Piedmont, and then one in um, Alpharetta off of Windward Parkway. And uh, then the economy happened, 2008, which was just devastating. We, you know, we, we signed high rents in uh, both locations that we thought were fantastic locations. They had great visibility, easy access, in and out, that type of stuff. And 
Um, there are beautiful locations, but the rent just was not generous at all. So it's um, it it was closing closing those stores to maintain where we are. So we closed um, both of the new locations. They were there for like three years, and then we closed the Windy Hill store. The shopping center was. Um, on its way out anyway, so it just kind of worked out that that store was going to be gone. So, so out of those four stores, you determined that the, the most profitable, the best one to keep is the, the thing is that Savoy? yeah, Savoy Drive. The, we took over the um, the original Savoy store was an old Dairy Queen that we took over that had been abandoned. I think six to eight months the the store was open, and it's always been the top performer in any of the Mad Italian histories of any of the stores we have. The mural that's behind you there shows you, you know, we played a little homage to all of the locations that we had. Um, but it's always been the top performer. And um, that's yeah, probably the biggest reason why we decided to... Uh... That's okay. <laughs> biggest reason why we decided to, um, you know, keep the, keep the Savoy store open because it was, it was definitely the... The main guy. So as an entrepreneur, you know, one of the things I'm always interested in is listening to someone who's now, you're, you're a seasoned business owner. You've had it now for 20, 30 years, you know, uh, and run it even longer than that. Um, so how challenging was it in 2007, 2008 when you had to make those decisions? To, to a lot of tears. Them? A lot of tears? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of tears. It's, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got him emotional. Yeah, right? no, you know, you, um, you, you do grow, um, you grow attached to people that work for you, or, you know, your, your staff and to the next day they come up to you and you're like, uh, you don't have a job. It's, that's tough. So you try to, you try to bring the ones in that you can. And then you just have to let some go. It's, that's it's clearly clearly touching to you. So we'll reverse gears and instead of talking about the failures or the pullbacks, talk about what successes you've had. You know, this is a long time business, and one of the successes I feel like is we've just recently moved into a new location, um, and it's a. I think it's a beautiful new location. I'm very impressed with it. You want to talk a little bit about? There's um, uh, there was we took over. Um, again, this was an abandoned building too, right? Boarded up. That boarded up. I mean, just probably, oh, when when you came in the first time, what'd you see? Rats and no, there was there was no rats. No, no hobos. No, there was no rats. Any but, hobos living in there? There yes. might. Yes. There yeah. Yes. There, there were there were some tenants <laughs> that we had to take care of um you were nice to them we, we were very nice to them you gave them a cheesesteak um, right I, yes <laughs> we, we fed them clothed them and moved them on yeah. um, um yeah the the place was just absolutely disgusting um so um just we took over we we bought the building in 2016 and through a lot of a lot of discussions and a lot of planning, and you know, I know people Very say hard work. people say they hate these chairs, but you know how many butts we put, how many chairs we sat our butts in to try to find one that was comfortable, that was, I don't know, at any rate. So it's, it's I, no, it's, it's, I want to add, how long did it take you to pick these chairs? We 
we went because people i think the common person doesn't understand as an entrepreneur as a business owner all those little details that that, that people spend time and energy agonizing we went to several furniture places for restaurant furnitures and sat and talked and you know, we brought in coffee and we sat at, we sat at tables and tried different you sat tables. In chairs, different chairs for six hours. No, one day it was like six hour discussion on furniture. At, at the, the furniture, furniture store. At, at the, the furniture. at the restaurant furniture place. And um it's trying different ones and moving them around and seeing how that feels and actually, you know, putting your sitting back, putting your feet up and seeing, you know, does this is this comfortable? Can you sit there and do this for a while? And not that people come in the restaurant and they hang out for two or three hours, but some do, but some do, and you you want to make it comfortable for those people. So it's it it it's a huge process. And, and to say that we took the building over in 2016, and everybody's asking, well, why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? I mean, to really to sit on and just choose. We gutted everything. There's two original walls, right? That's it. Yeah, this this that? painted so wall the outs- and the outside shell. And then two walls inside, and everything else is brand new. Brand new, brand new. new floors, new plumbing, new a electrical. Lot of Hobby Lobby. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion went into it. And one of the things is that Mattatine, I, I really like. Um, I think his name is Tom McCain. Tom McCain. He does a food blog, and um, he called the Mattatine a, a hole in the wall. And the old the old building. The old building is a you know hole in the wall. And that's really a compliment, I think, really, is that you 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 go to places that those mom and pop places that are, you might want to call them kind of grunge, if you will. But yeah, like uh, Fat Matt's in Midtown. Yeah. You Absolutely. Know? You're right. you, you, you go there because you're comfortable. You go there because you know the meal's going to be good. You go there because you know the staff's going to be friendly and people are just going to take care of you. They make you feel like you're part of the family. You know, you're just you're not you're not just somebody coming through the door. You're part of the family. And I think that's one of the things we try to make sure we were going to capture coming from an old Mad Italian to a new Mad Italian. You know, that place down the street, it had carpeting for years. And you just don't go to most restaurants nowadays and find carpeting, right? Right, right. So, um, but it is one of those, it's one of those comfort parts. And, you, you, you know, the floor made a big, it's a big discussion for us for the floor. And, um I, I think we captured. I think we captured some industrial parts, and we captured some warmth, and that was just what we were going for. So it's. I know, think it's, we sat at every table in here too, going, "Are you comfortable here? Are you comfortable here?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, it, yeah. A lot, a lot went in to try to make sure we made people comfortable when they came through the door. That they feel, they feel like they're that warmth and it being, being that place where you want to come and sit and have a couple beers and, and eat a cheesesteak. It's yeah. such a cool perspective because. You've worked essentially all four corners of the restaurant, being a chef, being a manager, kind of operationally in front of house. Don't forget the bathrooms and taking out trash, janitorial, <laughs> and washing dishes. Yeah, so we do that too. So I can see how you were intentionally slow to make sure that you got this, you know, the way you wanted it. Um, from that perspective, I mean, what were some of the condition of the chairs? What were some of the things that your everyday customer wouldn't realize? you know, poured into this, that you was heavy on your mind and, and heart. You know, what's funny is that uh, I woke up one evening and as we did the design and I, and I told you that morning, I was like, I know it seems stupid, but where are the trash cans going to go? Yeah. You know, and people, you don't think of stuff like that, but there's, there's placements where you need, you need stuff like that. Right. And people just, they just assume, but, 
but we also woke up in the middle of the night with the best ideas ever, like oh, yeah. dreaming about, oh, I know now, <laughs> I know where we should put this or do that, you know, so. Well, I know the, the building is beautiful and the design and all, a lot of care has gone into it. You know, one of the things I think that makes you successful besides this building is really what draws people to you, which is the food. And, you know, there's no doubt that you, you serve a, a great, you know, meal. Uh, the, the selection is great. The menu is great. Um, but I know at the old building, one of the problems was you had a tiny little bar. You, mm -hmm. you could fit like three people at the bar, and that was about it. Yeah, four um, if you didn't mind touching the other person's elbow. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, talk a little bit about that, because now we got you know, this really great big bar, and it's something that the area doesn't really have is a place where, you know, yeah, I can go and get a great meal, but maybe I just want to watch some sports and sit. And in the you bar. know, Van, that's that was part of the discussions too, is coming into this place. Um, the if you were in here as in the Malones, knowing knowing it from Malones, you remember the configuration up there, and um, it was very closed in. It was very bulky. It was very heavy going into that room. And so separate. everything separate. was very yeah. separate. Yeah. So so stripping the room down and, and going to the ceiling and making it very high and industrial and, and opening it up and giving it this this larger than life feeling really, right? But also is because Manitians, we've always been a family restaurant and we didn't want to take away and, and make you feel like you were and I don't want to talk about their places, but there's you don't want to go in there and feel like you're in a bar, right? But you do want to have those moments where if there's the adults want to sit around and, and watch sports and have that time. We have the two different areas where you can, families can go over here. One of the discussions that came from the, the old Mattatine is that um, years and years ago, we were going to put TVs in the main dining area. And we asked the guests what they would like. And, and the majority of the people were like, please don't put TVs in the main dining area. It feels like a sports bar, though. When we come it in here, we like want to just be able to have a family and have a meal. Yeah. And and the bar area, we decided to try to capture some of that for those people that do want to come in and watch some sports or watch just a TV program. We've, we've For giggles, we've talked about doing... Um, Help me out the the dead the walking walking dead, walking dead on Sunday nights and oh. stuff just for those yeah viewing you know, parties viewing yeah. parties yeah. situation yeah. so parties. Yeah, do little things like that. way back in the day uh, bars and restaurants would do that with uh, Melrose Place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Were were you <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what restaurant was I remember my wife used to say oh come on we got to go whatever night it was, it was. somewhere on Street. McNally's and McNally's down there on Peachtree Street that everybody used to go well, I think the design the flow and the design you did a great job because you did open it up so you do have the area where the families can sit um, and sort of be away from that, but at the same time, it still feels open where they're part of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then obviously the, the third piece to that trifecta is, is the deck. You know, you, you had a, you know, not a really big deck before the old place. And, you know, now that you've got this big area, you know, are you finding that useful or that really hasn't well, come into play yet? Well, hasn't come into play yet. And we're really excited to, to see where that's going to take us for other, other, other events. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. almost a blessing we moved here when we did because we're already packing the place. And so it's a little chillier. And by the time spring rolls around, we'll have our kinks worked out and then we can have, you know what I mean? It'll be. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the packing place. So I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but have you seen an increase in revenue? because you can get more people we are, or talk a, bit, a yes. little bit about the finances of it. Yeah. We are, um, yeah, 
packed in the place. Yeah, it's we it's, are. It's, it's crazy. Um, the uh, the two the two dining rooms actually seat less than what's down was down at the down at the other store. Really. And I think with the uh, the seating configuration and the parking makes a big difference. So we went from 30 parking spots to um, 65 parking spots. So that makes a little bit of a difference um, to that. But yeah, the revenue is, is, is up. Yeah, so yeah, with the event room and the, and the patio out there, we'll seat 200 people. But just the main dining room and the bar area, we seat less less in those two rooms than we did at the, at the old Mattatine. But um, I think I think the parking lot is is um, one of the things that makes a difference for us as far as being able to pack the place. People have not trying to find a place around the hair cutters over there or down at the mobile to try to figure out where well, they're going to park. With these additional in, so. parking spaces, do you find that it, your parking lot is still getting? I mean, more people jam-packed. coming yeah. is jam packed. Yeah, one of the one of I the. Came, I came one night and I was like, I had to do a circle. I drove around three times. Yeah to try to find a spot. And I knew I was going to make the customer behind me mad, but it was like, I got to get in there and help. So I took the parking spot and I know I felt really bad about it, but I'm sorry, I got to get in there and cook a little bit. So you don't have any relationship with the Taco Bell next door. I did talk, I did talk to Taco Bell and the rumor is over the years that they're just going to tag you and tow you right off the bat. And um, I talked to the managers over there and they were anticipating us taking a little bit of the parking and they're fine with that now, but we're still going to encourage our customers not to park over there. Um, just to be a neighbor, and and um, same thing with the winery. You know, Matt had already said that he was thought that people were going to come over there. Just try to be mindful as far as his rush hour times go too, and not not you know impede on his parking. So well, again, we talk to the customers. Everybody's about been very polite, neighborly. You know, and I think that's that's one of the things is that you you got to be with your neighbors because my my customers are their customers, and there's no reason and to our try to. Employees are talking about customers. <laughs> I mean, we probably increase business double. They don't. Yeah, they don't yeah. eat here. They go across the street. Well, they go next you know, door. I mean, we all eat here too, but we all want our bean burritos. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, now that here. we're and just to get away from or, it, or like, even uh, a little further over at uh, Abatana. Yeah. yeah. See, you know, that's a comfortable place to go sit and have a beer and some chips. Yeah. Great. Yeah. They have a great day. Yeah. 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 I'll go. Yeah. Not today though. It's chilly. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing it today. That's that's the only problem with the deck. Is yeah. The, yeah. Well, I want to talk for a second about something that I found out that you're involved with, which is the fight for the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came about. And, Can I tell it to you? Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. we don't want to make time. We've already made time cry once. I don't want to be known as the as the host that makes his oh, guests cry. Right. Okay, so we do. You know, we do a lot of involvement with school. Um, Fair nights, and, and we, that's how we sort of do our marketing. A long time ago, I told Tom, I think it's better to do marketing in the community than put our name in a magazine, right? We're a mom and yeah. pop, like one shop. So um, we do all the local schools, and this and that. So spirit nights, and this girl Charlie years ago emailed us and asked if we would do a spirit night for her, so she could walk with her mom on this two-day walk for breast cancer team, where all the proceeds stay in Georgia, right? And she wanted us to raise like $200. This was seven years ago, right? Because um, she was 16. Anyways, um, and she was in high school. She only had to raise like $250. She was going to be a Sunday walker or something. So Tom and I, I, I do the marketing here as well. So we sat and talked about it one day. And I said, let's surprise her and do circles on the walls and T-shirts and, you know, make it a really bigger deal than she's expecting. And then do two-day fundraiser and two-day spirit night days. 
instead of just one spirit night for the two-day walk, right? And do a silent auction, this and that. So anyways, at the end of it all, we raised um, $4,000 for the first over, Yeah, and she was expecting about 200 So it was a huge ordeal, which that in turn, asked, they changed their name of their team from the Sponge Boobs to the Mad Girls and invited us to walk, and we've been involved ever since. And we raised close to seventy thousand for them. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, and um, I've walked seven years. You've walked five. Five, and we are very close to all these amazing people. We have a lot of survivors on our team, and all the proceeds stay in Georgia. There's only four people that make money in their in their office. Everybody else is volunteer, and they rely on people like us to do their marketing for them. So um, it's been a really amazing experience for us. So. This, it all started through the high school. Through, kind of through school a girl, yeah. through a girl named Charlie that we, we just, adore. She just not walked a girl in. And <laughs> well, they're, 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 and, you know. they're good customers. They've been coming to Mattan for a lot of years. Since she was little, yeah. And, was, and I think part of the catalyst was that we do spirit nights for the local schools. Yeah. And that was her idea that, well, if I can get you to do just a small fundraiser for me, it would help. Because you have to raise $1,000 to walk. But not hers, because she was just a just Sunday, Sunday walker. Walk. So yeah. she just wanted so. to raise a couple hundred before she went to uh, summer camp that year. And it turned into $70,000. Seven years later, That's I've walked awesome. over 200 miles. It's pretty cool. I mean, the thing is, cancer hits. Yeah. Everybody, right? Yeah. Cancer affects everyone. So, yeah. 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 So it's been, it's been, it's the journey. <laughs> Well, we're going to turn this conversation to something fun. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, we do a segment after the break uh, called Hot or Not. We are going to quiz you and ask you some things about being an entrepreneur, and you have to tell us whether it's a hot thing to do or not such a hot thing. So we will we will come to you with Tom Brown and Shannon Mothershed from Mad Italian right after the break. Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Chambly. They have flexible month-to-month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. All right, welcome back to Between Two Trains. Uh, we are with Tom and Shannon from Mad Italian, and we are going to play our hot or not section. So, Eric, why don't you take the first one? Awesome. Some may call me a subject matter expert in this area. But Tom, Sharon, IPAs, hot or not? Hot. IPAs are hot. Tom's shaking his head. We're not getting I'm a response. I'm going to say depending on the time of the year. Right. Depending on the time of year. Well, do you know I, what personally like an IPA? I am a, I'm a, can I use the word whore? I'm a beer whore. I, mean, yeah. I just, I love beer. Um, Fantastic. Um, and I think, and I, <laughs> I, no, I th- think it's just, it's time of years. Um, summer times, you're going to find that the IPAs are a little bit hotter to drink. And then you get to these time of the winter months and your heavier beers or your more full body beers. Porters. Your dark beers, porters are probably more the hot thing. So it just depends on the season. It's, I think it's, IPAs it's are always thing. hot. If you're an IPA person, like we are an IPA yeah. people, it, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Right. If you find a good IPA, I'm in. Yeah. If it's golden in front of you, yeah. that's right. Good. That's right. <laughs> Beer is good. Um, well, as a financial planner, obviously, um, I'm always try to 
bring the question back to something that's financial planning related. So hot or not, having a business plan. Is that a, should an entrepreneur, for those of our guests listening that say, hey, I want to start a business, do you suggest that they have a business plan? Yeah, or have not? a plan. Yeah. Have a plan. So you might want to have you might want to have a couple three plans yeah. <laughs> because because first plan doesn't doesn't always there's there's adjustments so have plan two plan, plan B, B plan C I'd, I'd have multiple plans awesome yeah. awesome so having a business plan is is hot let's continue with that so I've got my plan I'm I'm, I'm listening to the show I'm listening to between two trains in my car getting all this education from Tom and Shannon, and uh, they say, get a plan, and then what? Is having, do I, is going out and getting, borrowing money hot or not? Is having an equity partner hot or not? What would you suggest they do next? As far as the plan. You, you don't have any partners, right? It's just you? I do not have any partners, right? Okay. It's just me. Um, you want an equity partner? Are you making an offer? Uh, we can talk afterwards. <laughs> um, um, I, I I think it depends on the business is, is what you're trying to accomplish. Whether or not you need a, an equity partner, as as your words were saying, um, or if you want a a partner that is um, more than just equity, is that person that is working alongside you. Um, that's bouncing your ideas or helping you share in the finances or helping you share in the heartaches as far as that now, goes. Now, when you so, bought this, you didn't, you borrowed money to do it. You didn't come out of pocket, did you? Some out of pocket and, and, and some borrow. Yeah. So you made that decision. You said, okay, I'm, I'm going to come out of pocket with some, but I, well, you I know, need to find some money. And you chose instead of going and buying a partner to go in with you, you said, Hey, I'm just going to do this on my own. Just decided to do it on my own. Um, I had a couple of great guys that were in my, uh, my, my Bible class and, um, he put me in contact with some other guys. So basically we went to a smaller bank. We, um, sorry, Eric, you know, they didn't, they didn't come to chase. <laughs> we, we went to a small mom and pop bank that was, um, more interested in doing business with more small mom and pop businesses, if you will. So, and you know, we had enough, we had enough cash flow and enough equity and enough, enough money in the bank where they were like, this sounds like a great fit. So that's where, that's how that happened. Yeah. Was that a difficult process for you to, to go through that? Yeah. You're, you're opening up your books to say them, it's right? Probably, yeah. You're opening up everything to them. I mean, the only thing they didn't ask for was naked pictures, but otherwise that, <laughs> um, um, I don't think it's any, it, buying the building was no more process than buying a home. Okay. You know, you're, you're showing, you're showing the same books. You're doing the same thing. So. Yeah. I got a, got a question. Y'all spend so much time in the restaurant. When y'all go home, you know, the Food Network, Guy Fieri shows, are those hot or are those not? They're very hot. They're very hot. So very hot. Very hot. Yeah. You don't have enough of food here at work. No. You go home, you watch food but you shows. Learn a lot you know, I was gonna say, I think I We've find been it, on one of those shows. I oh, find it ins inspirational. Get delicious. Get delicious. Get delicious. Jim, Stacey, get delicious. Awesome. Yeah. We need to get Atlanta Eats out here. I talked to, to get, her, yeah. Tyler or something. Yeah, yeah. I said I talked to her on and the And Steak Shapiro and get him out here and promote. Yeah, we'll see what we can do off show. 
So, um, <laughs> Tom's making uh, some suggest oh, suggestions to me. We'll have to ask about that after we get off this. Show. Right. Yeah. So, um, now you had talked to me once years ago about, um, and I think you you did implement. I'm not even sure if y'all still do it. The the growlers. You still do growlers here, or you? You know that, that was one of the things that we uh, we spearheaded for the city of Shambly, and and I went out to several different surrounding cities to try to find out what they were doing, what they were allowing to happen. So I took the idea to the city of Shambly to get the things rewritten for us, and um, lo and behold, it's all it's all in the works. But growlers are not that hot. They're just they're not, not hot. Anymore. They're not that hot. Okay. The thing is, is that um, it's. So it's, they were a flash in the pan. I think I they were a flash in the pan. It's one thing. But see, people want to order them here, and then they want to drink them here, and you can't do that. You're supposed to seal it and take it home with you, right? And the thing is, is that in our business, there's a there's a markup, and, well, and I don't right know. Next to a liquor store that they can go I don't know how you really feel about going to a restaurant and paying thirty five dollars for a gallon of beer or a half a gallon of beer. Um, when you can go next door to the, the you know, the... I would think the, unless, the unless it's like a brewery where you're getting something you're yeah, not going to get. That's correct. That's correct. You know what I mean? The that's correct. Brewery. So growlers, uh, I think there's, there's they're dotted around the city. Very, very, very few of them are around anymore. It's not... Not It's not hot. Not hot. All right. Well, I think I got one of your growlers sitting in my cabinet. You want hopefully, back. hopefully you drank it. It's not still. <laughs> oh, no, I drank it. I drank it. I never brought it back. So, well, we're we're almost at time, but I wanted to talk just a a little bit more. Um, you know, so I think most people know. You know, Shannon, you're not just the manager here. You're actually dating Tom, correct? Yes. So you started working here. Y'all were not dating. No, we started. I started working for the Mattai in '93. '93. Yes. And we've worked together for 20 years. So you were, work, you were working for the previous owners yes, before Tom bought. And then he became, well, his brother was my manager. Okay. And then Tom became my manager. And then I've just worked together alongside him for a very long time. And then years later, and divorces happened, and we decided to give it a try. So the, the hot or not, the reason I lead up to that is the hot or not is about your employees and what you open up to them. We've had entrepreneurs on our show where we've asked them, you know, nothing, we haven't asked them about relationships, but we've asked them about opening their books to their employees and showing them what they make, you know, how much hot or not do you think an entrepreneur should divulge to their employees? You know, this is a little bit different. It's not an office environment. You're you're dealing with you know servers. So, I think I think you just hit it right there. I think it's the environment makes a difference. Um, I do share things with some of my employees, managers, uh, and managers. Um, I'll let well, them, obviously I'll now let them you share know. a lot with your your main. Well, yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's there's still this share, there's still this separate the with Shannon before y'all started dating. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there were things that I would share with people. Um, I don't know that there, you want to say there was ever to anybody a full disclosure other than my accountant, right? But there are there are things that I share with people. You know, when you want to look and see the, the U.S. Food Service bill, because a lot of people just assume that it magically appears and it's on a shelf and nobody paid cash for it, and there was never a check involved with it, but. You know, it's all, there's not anything that came through any door 
in this building that was for free. It, everything's got a price tag to it. So you share that with the staff that they, we've been using this word here lately, humanizing things a little bit. And I think if you kind of share that with the staff, I, I showed my electric bill to the guys that, that think leaving the back door propped open is a good thing. Right. So you share your electric bill at the end of the year or at the end of the at the end of the month and you've got this this AC bill and you get this this bill from, from Georgia Power that's almost three thousand dollars for and you're like, can can you humanize this just a little bit and close the door? Can you not run the AC when you're doing this? Yeah, those, those types that's of great things. advice I mean, for those who want to start a business and I like the humanizing. I like that. Well yeah. Well, we're, we're at our 30 minutes, but I, had, I wanted to make sure we got one last uh, question in. And, you know, a lot of people ask, what are you going to do with the old Mad Italian building? Are you going to do something there? Or are you leaving that, that behind and moving on? I wish we had longer than 30 minutes. I really do. Um, um, this, this Thursday is I'm going to court to the city of Chambly talking to them about some variances for this new spot we're in. Um, the, the basic idea for down the street at the old Mattatine is we're going to do Duke's Burgers and Brews. Um, it's, a, um, it's, it's always been a love of mine of wanting to do a burger place. And so we're going we're gonna to attempt to do that. Um, with that said, I think this Thursday is really going to do a lot of things um, understanding what Shambly is going to come and tell us we can or cannot do here. Um, yeah, boy, this this this, 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 this segment may need to go longer than yeah. 30 minutes, really. So. We'll, we'll, we'll probably have to do another episode. We'll do it for Duke. It's going to be called Duke's. Duke's Burgers and Dukes. I have a feeling there's a story behind that name, but we will save that for the next episode of uh, Between Two Trains with Tom and Shannon. So, Eric, uh, thank you for being my host. Any parting questions or words? For all the listeners who haven't been here, uh, I mentioned I have the Big Daddy once a month. That's a cheesesteak, and it's the supersized cheesesteak. I can't, get, your favorite, can't huh? get enough of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, is, it is excellent. So thank you all for, for carving out some time here and spending it with us. Um, and if you haven't been out here... Come on over to Savoy Drive. Yeah. Well, well, you've been listening to Between Two Trains with Tom and Shannon from Mad Italian. We appreciate you listening no matter where you listen, whether it's in your car, on your computer, just tune us in and you can go to betweentwotrains.com and listen to all the back episodes uh, of all the great entrepreneurs. We will be with you again in two weeks for another edition of Between Two Trains. Thanks for listening. building hot or not yeah you know? i found different days of the